0: ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com.
1: This is Shays. Here's the jump hook. It's good. Sykes has it. Half court for the win. He got it. Baked it in for the win. And now we've got a battle. Kareem against Shays. Doug Moe trying to get his players back. They don't want a technical foul. They're still in a, in a lock here. Kareem has got a headlock on Shays.
0: This is Shays and Higgins.
1: All right, welcome in here. Shays and Higgins underway on a Wednesday. It's our Friday this week because we'll be celebrating uh, March Madness uh, the rest of the week with all of you, and uh, you can celebrate right along here on uh, ESPN Radio in the Cuse in Utica, wherever you may be. We'll have full Westwood One coverage of the tournament starting uh, tomorrow, Friday, throughout the weekend, wall to wall. I think there's a, maybe a crunch game or two uh, interspersed in there, but. Uh, When that's the case, flip over to the AM dial. Uh, You'll be able to find the Westwood coverage somewhere, somehow, uh, during the next four days and then throughout the rest of the tournament. But um, this weekend is kind of the wall-to-wall, 12-hour kind of days, uh, noon to midnight hoops every day, and we'll have all, and I mean all, of the coverage for you uh, right here on the the ESPN radio stations all throughout central New York. So looking forward to that over the course of uh, the next few days. Already got into the basketball a little bit last night. and The first four is halfway done. Saw Texas Southern knock off Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Learned something uh, new every day. Did not know there was a team named the Islanders that was stationed in Texas. Uh, they are no longer stationed in the tournament. So uh, Corpus Christi going out uh, last night to Texas Southern, who's been a first four regular. And a first four a success story. They've won a first four game, go figure, in three of the last four years for whatever that means. So they won that game uh, last night by nine, kind of pulling away at the end. Indiana-Wyoming game was a weird. It uh, wasn't very good, but uh, Wyoming was just kind of up by five. Pardon me, Indiana was just kind of up by five the whole game and ended up winning by Eight and uh, basically nothing really memorable at all happened during the game. But Indiana is through with an eight-point <laughs> win over the Wyoming Cowboys uh, last night in Dayton. Danny Shea's in now. And uh, Danny, I think uh, the plan here today, we got my quarters coming up at 3.30. I think before then, I mean, we've talked about the bracket, but we can work through, we can make some picks. And, you know, I, I don't know if the basketball last night in the first four was inspiring anyway, but it, it's good to say that March Madness officially now is underway here in 2022.
2: Well, and Brian, don't forget, I am one for one. So I picked Indiana. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I abstained on the other games. So uh, right now, I've still got the billion. What is it? A one point eight billion to one odds in my favor. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm still counting on it. I'm uh, I'm ready to cash that that two billion dollar check if I get every other game right the rest of the way. Uh, and uh, you know, look, you can't win them all till you win the first one, right?
1: I said, Danny, I'm also one for one. I picked the other game, Uh, right? I I got it like under the the buzzer. I hit like the last five seconds of the show. I was all aboard Mike Strahan's alma mater in Texas Southern, which I I think it was actually called something else when he was playing there now 25 years ago, but uh, neither here nor there. Texas Texas Southern is the best team in first four history. They've won three first four games in the last four years, so uh, never count them out, and uh, they'll move along. Uh, into the bracket who, who do they got no they got kansas but uh, home state advantage for them coming up in fort worth uh later this week but underway and then that, that indiana wyoming game last night danny that was kind of jab your eyes with a fork that was not a fun basketball game <laughs> to watch that said uh congrats to indiana because man wyoming was not playing well that was one of those games like man they have not put them away they're gonna screw this up aren't they and they didn't so I, I congrats to indiana for not giving that away down the stretch
2: Exactly. Well, that's one of those games that you survive, right? You're not really worried about winning it as much as getting through it. Uh, so, yeah, there, it's, uh, uh, it, it definitely was not a uh, buzzer-beater, uh, you know, uh, NCAA tournament kind of game. But uh, if you're Indiana, be happy you survived and move on. And now, uh, as many people think, you're now in the real tournament. So uh, uh, so you dodge that bullet. Of course, you know, Cuse, if you remember, a few years ago I had ASU in the opening round. Uh, right. They got, they played it. Had a huge run, so uh, uh, it, you know, when they beat Arizona State. So that's uh, you know it, Indiana has some you know has some pedigree there as far as you know understanding that you can move from that eleven spot uh, and get yourself through the tournament.
1: Yeah, there I'll uh, move on to take on St. Mary's out of the West Coast West Coast Conference. Now Indiana's got to go cross-country. They'll be playing in Portland that game on a Thursday evening. So uh, looking forward to that one. St. Mary's has been very good this season. But you're right, Danny. I mean, I, I say that nobody really played that well in that game last night. It wasn't uh, – maybe that's not fair. It just wasn't a fun watch. But, hey, survive in advance, that, that's a cliché. Yeah, but this time of the year, man, it's all that matters. It does not matter how you win a game, right? This time of the year, as long as you win. Oh, no,
2: absolutely. Nobody sits there and goes, "Wow, what a great game!" But you lost. You know, it's you definitely mm-hmm. your only goal is to get to the next round, uh, especially those play-ins. You know, you want to be able to, uh, you know, just you know, stay ahead of it, get out of the, uh, you know, just you know, get out of it unscathed, and uh, you know, and move yourself forward.
1: Right. I think uh, we, we got Mike coming up at, at 3.30. We can uh, get his thoughts on the bracket, uh, whatever traction or lack thereof there's been with Syracuse basketball uh, in the last few days since uh, we spoke to him. I, I don't know if much has happened, but I think we'll have a clearer sense at least of you know when maybe we expect things uh, to happen. We'll get to that with Mike Waters coming up at 3.30. But, Danny, let, let, let's just go um, part of the bracket by part of the bracket. We'll, we'll start with the number one overall seed here. Let's go to the West In Gonzaga's part of the bracket, we got Gonzaga, Georgia State. The 8 9 game there is Boise State, Memphis. The 5 12 is UConn, New Mexico State. And the 4 13 is Arkansas, Vermont. Do you see there in those first round games any upsets? Chalk, what what are you feeling here in uh, Gonzaga's little portion of the bracket?
2: Well, Gonzaga's going to, you know, it's theirs to lose. Uh, You know, that's certainly, I think. Uh, Fair enough to say, you know, I've got, uh, you know, we all have our little personal favorites that we're rooting for. For me, it's the Memphis Penny Hardaway, former teammate. And, uh, you know, so I'm I'm clearly, uh, you know, rooting for him. I don't know that I'm, uh, uh, you know, super confident, uh, but, you know, certainly, you know, rooting for them uh, to play well. When I saw them last week, they didn't look great in their tournament final. Uh, But, you know, I think that they've really been on a good roll and, uh, you know, hope for them to move forward. As far as, you know, Gonzaga, I don't know. Uh, you know, certainly nobody, uh, uh, you know, their first game is not going to be much. And then they got Memphis game, too. So, uh, assuming they get Memphis gets past Boise State. So, that's the game I'm going to look for. Memphis had been hot uh, up until, like I said, losing that conference final. So, uh, so that may be a little wild card game. And, again, you know, it's got the, the kind of personal attachment. Uh, outside of that, the other half of the bracket, you know, Alabama's been up and down. I'm waiting you know, really, mm-hmm. to see how they do. Uh, you know, they're a team that I got my eye on to kind of see if they come out strong. And uh, you know, as far as the bottom half of the bracket, you know, I think I've been. Uh, you know, my thoughts on Duke—they uh, <laughs> surprised. Me, you know, well, actually, let me put it the other way. I wouldn't be surprised if they get bumped the opening weekend. Uh, that Davidson Michigan State game, uh, I think, is going to be really interesting. You know, it's contrast of styles. Uh, you know, Davidson putting up points, Michigan State, uh, best defense. In the, I think they had the best defense in the in the uh, Big Ten. So uh, as far as per- from a percentage standpoint, so a uh, three-point percentage standpoint. So that's going to be an interesting contrast of styles. And then, uh, you know, we'll see how Duke does against that one. If it's a Michigan State, push and shove, grind. You know, I think that could be a tough game for him.
1: Here's, here's what I'm looking at here, sort of the top part of the bracket. Like I'm prepared to just shove Gonzaga all the way to the Elite Eight. I, I think they're that good. I, I don't really know a lot about Boise State, but when we had Andrew Catalan on the other day, he's got those games. He, he kind of sold me on them, so I'm, I'm going to roll with him and say that Boise State gets through that first-round game and sets up uh, the old assistant versus the master. I think UConn's kind of sneaky here. Like Danny Hurley's got them playing pretty good ball. So I'm gonna I'm gonna move them to the Sweet 16, but I I I'm with you here on Duke being in trouble. I'm going Davidson. I'm going Davidson to the Sweet 16. That they're gonna get their in-state kind of uh, revenge over the team that refuses to play them, and it'll be the very very peculiar end to Coach K's career.
2: Exactly, and either either of those teams, Michigan State or Davidson, is going to be an interesting uh-huh. matchup for Duke. Uh, like I said, you got the two contrasting styles, Michigan State. Strong defensive team, uh, Davidson offensive team. And uh, so, I like I said, I'm, I'm not picking Duke to, you know, to you know, run Coach K out on their shoulders at, at the end. So they just haven't shown to me that they have that staying power. And uh, so that's, you know, that's my upset for the first round in, in that division.
1: I'd say the team that, that stands out uh, in the West that we haven't talked about yet is the 3 seed. that's Texas Tech. Uh, yeah. Different coach, Chris, Chris Beard moved to Texas. Same kind of, you know, grinds you into the <laughs> dust uh, style with the defense. Don't really have a great offense. But, you know, every every article I've read here this week, uh, Danny, the metrics love Texas Tech. The numbers uh, love. I mean, they don't like this team. They they put them in, like, top five chance to win the title which i mean blew my mind <laughs> yeah. so uh, i'll shove them to the elite elite eight just based on all the numbers right now
2: well and again they, you know first round uh, you know you look at uh, montana state probably not much of a game there uh, after that it's that alabama team uh, you know and mm-hmm. again notre dame got the playing against rutgers that's that's going to be a uh, i'm actually giving that one a coin flip um mm-hmm. uh, notre Dame, <laughs> excuse me for the acc angle but, uh, you know, Alabama has been a bit big physical team. So, uh, you, know, they'll, you know, we'll see. I, like, I, I agree with you on the Texas Tech. They've kind of snuck up on people. So much attention has gone to the Zags and to Arizona uh, and obviously Coach K's final year that they kind of flew in under the radar. Uh, right. So, yeah, that's, that's definitely a team to keep an eye on
1: uh yeah hey it also wouldn't surprise me like Al- alabama i mean they can literally beat anyone in the country they've proven that they've also proven they can lose to anybody in the country so exactly. if, if, you, exactly. if you tell me they they, they clipped in the first round I, i'd believe that or if you told me they're in the elite eight i would also believe that and i don't know if they have any middle ground in them so we'll see what they do all right danny in the west uh push comes to shove you, you going zags to the final four or are you going to uh, literally anybody else uh, out west
2: no I'm- Zags, I think that they're super motivated uh, to get through the tournament. You know, we talked about yesterday, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. And so I'm really looking for them to not shoot themselves in the foot. How's that for a left-handed backwards compliment? Uh, I think. Hard. I don't think they're going to, uh, you know, certainly have any kind of whatever you want to call it, nerves or, or tightness. You know, they're going to play hard. They're going to you know, they're obviously got a complete team, big and physical, shoot it pretty well. Uh, so I'm looking for them to come out of the West. I, again, I'm not a real pick the number ones guy, uh, mm-hmm. but in this group, I think the Zags, uh, the Zags are it.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're just, uh, even when when they quote-unquote struggle, I mean, it it takes a a Herculean effort uh, to knock them off this year. So I I think a lot of brackets are going to have the Zags uh, push to the Final Four and kind of roll from there. Uh, Let's hit the East here uh, before we hit a break, Danny. Baylor is the one seed there. Uh, They've had a great season, defending champs, a lot of injuries, somehow still got the one. Kentucky, the two, maybe late January, they look the best team in the country. Been a little ragged the last few weeks. The three-seed is Purdue, who in November we might have picked to win the title. Four-seed UCLA, who made that magical run uh, last year. Uh, what, what pops to you here when we're looking at the East?
2: Well, let's work backwards. UCLA, I think, has just been too inconsistent. I don't think they really have the horsepower uh, to get to the Final Four. Uh, Kentucky is a team that's been intriguing. Uh, a little inconsistent, but uh, you know, I'm getting a lot of uh, you know pushback on. They're the team coming out of this, uh, you know, out of this uh, uh, bracket. Uh, you know, Baylor again, defending champs, uh, veteran team, uh, been you know, ha- has been number one part of the year. Uh, you know, it's funny that we we, we talked about how the, you know the Penny Hardaway matchup with Gonzaga in that second game, and now we look here, and Baylor looks like they're going to run up against uh, I you know, maybe a North Carolina team that played you know, played incredible against Duke that last game in uh, Cameron certainly has that capability and, and clearly have been another one of those Alabamas where then they've lost some laughers so, uh, and some head-scratchers. So, so that's going to be kind of a... If there's an opening weekend game that I'm going to really keep my eye on, uh, it's Gonzaga, Memphis hopefully, and then we'll see mm-hmm. if it's this North Carolina gets through Marquette to play Baylor. I think those two games will be the round two stars.
1: Uh, this is probably uh, what I'm about to say. This will be one of the things that sinks my bracket when this doesn't happen, because uh, it probably <laughs> all won't. Uh, but you know, I'm just I'm I'm leaning into uh, you know the healthy teams, the veteran teams, that whole thing. So yeah. I, I'm worried about Baylor because of the injuries. Um, Carolina is North Carolina. Let's take an eight over the one in the second round and push Carolina to the Sixteen. And I love the seven seed Murray State. I think they are the best. I mean. Don't call, don't call Gonzaga a mid-major. Setting that aside, I think Murray State's the best mid-major in the country. I'm going to say they knock off Kentucky, which just leaves madness in that region. And uh, I, I think almost process of elimination. I've got Purdue in the Final Four just because it it kind of happened when I upset the other two teams.
2: You know, and, and that's what makes this so interesting because that could certainly happen. You know, Kentucky has been you know inconsistent considering they're considered world beaters, and so uh, that round two could be interesting you've got uh like i said a purdue team that's uh you know has will then you know get matched up against texas or virginia tech right don't forget virginia tech you know, is is that our mm-hmm. cinderella this year blowing through the uh you know the acc so uh you know there's a couple of, of real games here that could as you mentioned blow everyone's brackets up pretty quickly
1: who you got in the final four there
2: uh, from this, I'm actually going to uh, go. Let me see. Who do I want? Do I, I, I certainly don't want Kentucky. I'm going to look at the winner of that Texas Virginia Tech game. I'm going. I'm going outside the norm. I think oh. that either of those teams, because if you look at that half, you know Purdue has been, like I said, you know up and down, and then there's really nothing until Kentucky, and you know I'm not a huge Kentucky fan, so I think that that half of the bracket, uh, you know, could uh, could come out of that game, that Texas Virginia Tech game.
1: Okay, that would be a, that would be a wild uh, move uh, from the six eleven uh, game, man. If it was a month ago, I would have picked Kentucky, and I wouldn't have thought otherwise. I thought they were playing great exactly. a month ago, and. I, I just don't think that anymore. All right, let's hit a break here. We'll hit the South and the Midwest when we come back. Mike water's at 3.30 and a chance to remind you about FanDuel. And they got so much to offer you with this, uh, this tournament coming up. You could have the games last night, the games tonight, and it doesn't matter if you're new, already have an account. Every customer gets one risk-free bet up to $10 on the tournament. Just sign in. That's all you have to do. Uh, you go into the offers thing and just activate it and you're good to go. If you're new to FanDuel, use the promo codes Danny or basketball to get involved. You can bet the underdog, the favorite, whatever you want any bet, you got one risk-free bet here in the first round of the tournament and with cash out and balls in your court, close out your bet whenever you want, no better place to bet the tournament than FanDuel again, the promo cards are Danny or basketball. As always, you must be 21 and over and physically present in New York. Refund issued as is a non-withdrawable site credit expires in seven days. Max refund five bucks. Offer non-transferable restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Help with a gambling problem. It's 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. All right, the other side of the bracket when we come back. Mike Waters at 3.30 today. It's Shays and Higgins rolling along on ESPN Radio and qsports.com
0: Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse Sports Talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. This is Shays and Higgins.
1: Rolling along here on a Wednesday. It's our Friday because we're going to be locked up with the tournament the next few days. Westwood got one coverage right here. Looking forward to all that. Ryan against Danny Shays. Let's get right back into it. We've already uh, got the west bracket and the east. i got the Zags and Purdue in the final four. Danny's got the Zags and an upset either Texas or Virginia Tech uh, going up against the Zags. So let's hit the other side. Uh, The south, the one seed is Arizona. That's uh, Coach Beheim's pick to win the title. The two seed is Nova. They've won uh, two titles more recently than anybody else. Tennessee is the three and the four is Illinois. Uh, What what stands out to you about this uh, south uh, bracket here, Danny?
2: Well, this is the one that I've said from the beginning. I'm picking Arizona. I think that they've just had such a strong year. They've got momentum. They've got chemistry. This is just one of those kind of rare situations where new coach comes in, new program, and things gel kind of from the beginning. And uh, whether that's a surprise or not, you know, is kind of up to individuals. Uh, But the way this team has come together with just the the naturalness, they blew through the Pac-12, not that that's the biggest thing in the world, uh, but they've just been, uh, you know, complete, well-coached, execute energy. And, uh, you know, this again, one of those deals, just like when uh, uh, when Kevin Garnett went to the Celtics and all of a sudden, boom, they're a championship team. It just worked. Uh, this is one of those teams that just worked. Coach is, uh, uh, again, another Mark Few disciple. We've got a, you know, a few of those, no uh, pun intended. And, uh, you know, again, one of those one of those deals where it just came together for him. And so I think they've got, uh, uh, you know, clearly momentum on their side. And, uh, you know, I don't see plus looking at the bracket. Uh, you know, Villanova uh, has had a, obviously a very strong year, been in the top you know, top of the the uh, ratings all year. But I, you know, I still see Arizona, Michigan. Uh, you know, looking through kind of who are some of the wild cards. Michigan's been so up and down. I, I don't see them uh, from a chemistry standpoint uh, pulling it together. Uh, you know, Houston, some play against Memphis. Uh, even though they won the game, they looked above average, uh, and you know, which kind of leaves Illinois. And so. Uh, uh, you know, again, Tennessee. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll see if Tennessee can give them a run for it. But uh, uh, you know, I'm still in this one. This is one of the, the the ones I'm you know think that Arizona is the prohibited favorite in this uh, region. Uh,
1: you know, a couple of thoughts here. I, I got two uh, double digit seeds. <laughs> I, I think got a, a decent shot at a first round upset. I really wouldn't even call this an upset. Uh, Loyola Chicago over Ohio State in the ten seven. Loyola, I mean, new coach and <laughs> the whole deal. That that is a tournament tested operation. Illinois has been such a weird team this year. I really like Chattanooga in their conference title game last week. I'm going uh, Chattanooga with the upset. The Metrics, much like the Metrics love Texas Tech, Danny, the every whatever yeah. you look like, they love Houston. They absolutely love Houston. I think a Zona-Houston Sweet 16 game would be a great game. I'll give Zona the slight edge there. But you know what? I, I think Arizona's the better team, but the Villanova tournament experience, the run that Colin Gillespie is on right now, what he just did in the Big East tournament, and what Jay Wright has proven he can do in this tournament in the last, going back to 2016. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Nova Nova figures it out somehow and gets back to another Final Four.
2: You know, you know, Nova is an interesting team. The Big East, uh, to me, has probably been the biggest surprise conference as far as something. Yeah, I we like felt the Big where- East here. A second level conference, and yet they've, you know, kind of regrouped, gone back to their kind of basketball roots and have just kind of picked up where they left off. Right. And uh, so, again, that'll be an interesting matchup. I still think Arizona is the favorite here, but uh, uh, but I'd love to see that uh, that Villanova matchup. As far as uh, uh, Houston, again, they. Um, you know, on the one hand, they didn't super impress me, and yet they, you know, they beat up Memphis pretty good, a pretty good Memphis team. So, uh, so yeah, we'll see if they come out of it. And as far as, uh, you know, your other upsets, yeah, I'd love to see. Uh, yeah, I, I agree, Loyola, Loyola against Ohio State is a pick I don't think that's a 10 7. I don't, wouldn't consider that an upset. And, uh, you know, Tennessee has to prove it to me. You know, they've got, uh, you know, a relatively easy first weekend. Uh, you know the three fourteen game, and then the winner of, of CSU and Michigan, Colorado State and Michigan. Again, uh, Michigan has got to prove they've got chemistry, which they haven't in a long time. So, uh, so I think uh, uh, you know getting Tennessee through the first weekend is going to be pretty much a done deal.
1: All right. Uh, the Midwest, Kansas is the uh, one seed. Auburn is the two. The three is Wisconsin playing close to home. And the four is uh, the very overlooked currently uh, Providence team. What say you about the Midwest?
2: Well, and and I've got Iowa at five. I mean, this is one that, uh, uh, you know, Iowa has really impressed me how they've played. So I wouldn't uh, put them out of it. They've got a. Uh, a pretty good bracket through the first weekend. Uh, you know, uh, again, you know, Providence would be their second game, but I'd look at Iowa getting through, and then that Kansas matchup in the uh, in weekend number two. I, I you know that to me is going to be a great game. I'd almost pick Iowa there. Uh, I think that uh, you know they're a team that's you know steady, physical. Well coached, they execute. And in these types of games where, you know, crazy things happen, I think the teams that execute the best have the best chance of having a long run. You may have, you know, it's like shooters who are streaky, right? They may, you know, they shoot you in or they shoot you out, but the steady guys, you know, win in the end. And I look at a team like Iowa as, to me, my upset pick is coming out. Auburn's the other one that I really got my eye on because they were so strong Mm -hmm. for a bit. Uh, you, know, um, you know, I'm a Bruce Pearl fan, even though he's, you know, had some issues, shall we say, over mm. over his coaching. Uh, you know, but I love how they've put it together this year. I think their chemistry is good. I think their energy is is really high. Uh, so I would, I'm looking at Auburn or Iowa uh, coming out of here, not Kansas. Uh, you know, I ended
1: up with an Auburn-Iowa uh, regional final as well. I'm going to go Auburn. So I got uh, Zags, Purdue, Nova, Auburn. Danny, I'm going to go Zags, Auburn in the title game. And it's exceedingly boring to pick the favorite uh, to win the title. I think it's I think they're due. I think it's their time. I think Mark Few gets his uh, this year. And I think talent-wise, it may be the best team he's had, which has help a lot along the way. So I'm going to go Gonzaga. Uh, you you going Zags or you going uh, somebody else?
2: Uh, well, I'm going Arizona. I think I'd love to see uh, uh, you know that that Arizona Zag matchup. I think the uh, you know the the master against the protege. If anybody knows Gonzaga, uh, it's uh, Arizona, right? I think that you know for a team that can match up that you know that knows you know, you know where the where the, the uh, chinks in the armor are. I think that you know that you know that Arizona team to me they're to me they're the team to beat.
1: You know, that would be fun, that game, for that reason. And also, you know, we haven't just had a good West Coast thing in, in a while. I mean, we're here on the East, yep. so I mean nothing wrong with the East Coast uh, domination. But the West really hasn't inserted itself in, in a huge way, uh, really, since UCLA won the title. Arizona won the title. That's going back uh, to the 90s. So uh, that that'll be a fun uh, little matchup for the title. We'll see what Mike Waters thinks about it all when we come back, see where things stand with the Syracuse basketball team as well. Mike's coming up next year. We roll along in our final... Final day of the week here. we got tournament coverage from Westwood One tomorrow and Friday. Mike Waters from Syracuse.com. When we come back, Shays and Higgins on talk.com at ESPN Radio.
0: ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is Shays and Higgins.
1: That it is to roll along here on a Wednesday, our final day of the week at the Westwood One tournament coverage all day long tomorrow, Friday and over the course of the weekend, Brian Higgins, Danny Shays, pleased as always uh, to bring in Mike Waters brought to you as always by the McGuire family of dealerships. Mike, welcome and uh, tournament time here. Uh, Danny and I have uh, just uh, gone through and picked our brackets. I made the bold, wild out of the box pick of Gonzaga winning the national title. And uh, Danny ended up on uh, Arizona. Have have you, Mike, uh, gone through the exercise? Who who have you landed on uh, this year?
0: Yes, uh, they made us at uh, uh, (laughs) Syracuse.com, the post Saturday. They they required us to fill out ballots just to prove to everybody how little we know. Um, I I went with Arizona, and and I do want to point out that our brackets were published yesterday morning at 9.30 a.m., two hours before Jim Beheim went on first take and picked Arizona. So I had it before the coach.
2: Um, uh, well, I've
0: yeah, been like, picking, Arizona, I
2: take, I'm in, I'm in picking Arizona from the beginning. So great minds think alike. There
0: you go. Hear that or we're all going to be wrong together.
2: Oh, we're, we're all going to be wrong.
1: That, that's the only thing I'm certain. Everybody is always wrong at brackets. That's, uh, that's the main thing. But uh, uh, kind of a weirder thing this year, uh, Mike. I mean, normally uh, we're kind of all glued to the selection show because Syracuse is on the bubble, and uh, we got to find out what. And then uh, for you, obviously, it's a mad scramble, booking flights and getting wherever you got to go. Uh, what, what's your this year been like <laughs> when you kind of are looking at it from a more ho- holistic thing and uh, taking in the whole bracket without kind of having to focus on Syracuse this year?
0: I've already walked the dog more times this week than I do in the month of March in most years. <laughs> so it's been different. Um, obviously, there's some postseason stuff going on with the Syracuse team, and you know we'll we'll be watching player movement and and stuff like that in, in the days and weeks to come. But we've also been able to focus on some local stories of interest. Uh, Charles Clyde, Liverpool High School, is playing for Bryant. Uh, They play tonight in the second night of the first four at Dayton. Um, You know, he's their second leading scorer and leading rebounder. Uh, Just had a great year for them. Actually, a couple great years in a row for Charles. Um, Jalen Hawkins, a kid who went to Utica Proctor, is at Norfolk State. Um, They have the pleasure of playing number one seed Baylor. I think it's, I can't remember if it's Thursday or Friday. Uh, That's a Thursday, looks like. Thank you. Uh, You know, and there's some uh, local uh, ties on on the women's side, uh, too, with uh, Felicia Leggett-Jack, Danielle Rauch uh, of Ludden, uh, Mackenzie Martin of of West Hill High School is with Fairfield. Uh, So there's some local stories that maybe we're actually able to do a little bit more
2: on. And then, of course, the Colgate Raiders. Yeah, well, we, we also watched the you know, on the NIT side. Bonnie's upset, I don't know. Was that an upset uh, beating Colorado last night? Uh, don't know about that. We'll been, the ball, you know, right? see- yes, see you who's been good in the Pac-12 recently. Uh, obviously, a little mm-hmm. bit of a down year. But you know, go to the NIT and get uh, get washed out game one uh, against St. Bonaventure. So another another local school making a splash that uh, you know, at least uh, you know, giving somebody a black eye right out of the right out of the gate.
0: Yeah, and good for the Bonnies. You know, I know they, they didn't quite make the NCAA this year, but uh, that, that, that was a good, tough team uh, that Mark Schmidt's got. So, um, you know, the, the NIT is actually a, a good place for them right now to, 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 to get a few more wins and, and to elevate the program status. Of course, the NAT's made a lot of noise over the last 12, 24 hours, what with Buzz Peterson using his post-game press conference to go on about a seven- or eight-minute-long tirade. It looked like he had the whole thing written out. And then Xavier won last night, and they fired their head coach today. Travis Steele's gone after four years at Xavier. So uh, the NIT right now is really making some headlines.
1: I'd say that's a, that's aggressive uh, to to fire a coach after a win in the postseason tournament before he's played the next uh, game. I mean, LSU did it before the tournament. That was a slightly slightly different reasoning on their part. Ditching Will Wade uh, last week. They're they're in the same arena. That's going to be interesting. Uh, Mike uh, LSU's in the same arena, quite literally, as a Colgate. Both out in Milwaukee this weekend. How tough is this for the Raiders? I, I know. I'm sure. I don't know if you had the same thought. Like when they put up a hundred in the dome, i like. Well there's there's a team I don't care who they're playing, where they're playing. I'm picking them for a first round upset. bracket comes out. I'm no longer picking them for a first round upset, playing Wisconsin and Milwaukee. That is as brutal a draw for the Raiders as you could have come up with.
0: Oh, absolutely, and I had the same reaction you did. I mean before the brackets are revealed in your head when you're like the teams that you like, you know those teams that yeah. you know are going to be seated somewhere between 10 and 14, and that's the team you know couple teams I'm gonna get. Uh, And pick as an upset, Colgate was at the top of the list, and then, and I like the matchup with Wisconsin. If this game was played anywhere other than Milwaukee, (laughs) I would pick the Raiders. I think they can beat Wisconsin, but man, that entire arena is going to be clad in red, and um, that that's tough. I feel, you know what though? Jim Beheim said this before many times. Um, The the fans never score a point. And I've seen Syracuse go in to Detroit and beat Michigan State. I you know, and these Colgate kids play a lot of bye games on the road, right? In the in the non-conference portion of their schedule. So maybe we should maybe give them a little bit more of a chance than than we've been talking. And I still didn't pick them, but I'm trying to talk myself <laughs> into the upside.
2: Well, Mike, I agree that, that you know location means less. In the tournament, right? It's one and done. Yeah. Anything can happen. foul trouble. Guy gets hot. Uh, momentum, pace of the game. You know, all these things can change. You know the the you know the nature of the game so much. And when it's one and done, anything can happen. And you know these when these teams get hyped up. Once the game starts, uh, you know that that home road thing is it. It really does mean a lot less. So uh, I wouldn't say that's yeah. the determination. can play their game at with their tempo and light up the three point line. Uh, you know, they're going to be tough to beat. I, I you know, Brian and I were talking, I picked the Texas Virginia Tech winner as you know, a real force in that bracket so that's a game that uh, uh, you know, I'm looking at as far as, you know, kind of my ups as I picked Arizona and Gonzaga so nothing I don't think, I think Arizona's just got their chemistry right and ready to go and, and Gonzaga we talked about just, you know, team of destiny for lack of a better term. Uh, I didn't have Duke going very far, you know, they just have chemistry at all uh and uh, you know memphis is my you know one of my sentimental teams uh but unfortunately they play gonzaga for opening weekend but uh you know hopefully penny can uh you know make some noise there. former teammate and uh so those i mean those are some that, that stick out uh you know for me just like i said a little bit on the personal side
0: yeah if i've got other upsets I, the, the michigan state davidson winner will probably play duke in the second round Either one of those teams is going to give Duke a tough time for different reasons. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. the, tonight, Rutgers plays Notre Dame. The winner of that game plays Alabama. I don't love Alabama this year. I, and I, especially if it's Rutgers that wins this game, I think Rutgers can beat Alabama, um, and, and we'll see. You know, yeah, those, the, are, the actually, other those ones, are
2: two of the games that, that Brian and I really focused on, especially Davidson. I, I, I did not pick Duke to get out of the weekend. That's my wow upset yeah i think either one of for different reasons either one of those teams can beat duke because what was my pick uh
1: yeah i i danny i went with michigan state beating duke i went with davidson beating duke so we're just we're both piling on duke here and that'll make the story of the college basketball world uh sunday being the the end of coach k's career if any of that uh, comes to uh, fruition Which uh, then means, of course, that Duke's clearly going to the Final Four if we've both uh, picked uh, that. I I say, Mike, my my one counterpoint here to the uh, location thing of uh, games is uh, just because it's personal here, that uh, back in 2016 when the women made their run to the Final Four, their regional was in Sioux Falls, which was not near anybody that was playing in it. And so they played South Carolina. They'd gotten hammered by South Carolina Uh, in Columbia the year before. Well, it's not a short drive from Columbia to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, so there was mostly neutral local fans there. So it felt like a fair fight where a different regional that year was Lexington. If that game had been there, I think it might have swung a a different way. But you never know. You you never know how these these things go at this time of year. Uh, Mike, I want to hit a little uh, with you here. You wrote an article, I think it was Monday, kind of not really seeing what's happened or what is happening because nothing has happened yet for anybody but kind of lining up like what is needs to happen here over the course uh the next uh, month or two what do you think the order of operations is going to be from you know players saying they are done or officially done to the transfer portal if it comes into play coming in or going out uh, or the, the sixth player that coach is going after what what do you think happens first in this list of things that needs to happen here for Syracuse
0: that's a tough way to put that question. Um,
1: you know, cause we don't know what's going to happen.
0: <laughs> a couple of the guys with decisions to make are Cole Swider and Benny Williams. It might be a case where Benny's going to wait and see what Cole does first. And I don't even know if that'll affect Benny or not, you know, whether Cole leaves or stays, but he might just decide to wait just to see, you know, what, what the lineup's going to look like. Um, I think we'll probably know from Cole pretty soon. You know, another guy with the decision to make is Frank and sell him, because um, you know he probably we you know Jesse's back um, or at least we think so at this point. And I you know I hesitate to say anybody's back or anybody's gone at this because you know God last year we were fooled and surprised by a few guys. I mean n- none of us saw Quincy Garrier leaving. Kadari Richmond, yeah, we figured that one for a, for a, while, like a long time before the season ended. But Quincy was uh, such a shock that, you know, now anymore I, I hesitate to make predictions. So I'm not making predictions, but we'll just talk about, you know, what dominoes fall first. I think we'll know from Cole. We might hear from Frank. I think, Benny, we wait a little bit. Uh, you mentioned the the recruit that's still out there, Judah Mintz. I think Oak Hill is in the GEICO Nationals at the end of this month. It's a big... 18 tournament. I think it's in Orlando. Might not. I might be wrong about that. But it's some of the top prep schools or schools in the country, uh, like Sunrise Christian out of Kansas and some others. I think you're probably going to have an announcement from Judah right around the Geico Nationals. Maybe just before or just after. So we wait till the end of the month for him. And then I, you know, the coaches will have to, you know, wait and have these dominoes fall before they can really make portal moves. And you know, they'll have to see, like, you know, they may not have to make any moves in the portal. They might have to make a couple, uh, but we don't know. And we'll just have to wait and see. And that's just part of March and April these days anymore in college basketball land.
2: Yeah, it is so interesting because it's, uh, it's become so unpredictable. I know, you know, wow. you know, my son's on the recruiting side of it, right? Wow. And it's... Yeah. Uh, you know, so much of it is just a game of musical chairs. I like you, but I don't have a spot. Then two weeks later, oh, I've got three spots. Oh, and then, uh, you know, and, you know, we've, we've heard that so much, it really is musical chairs. You may, oh, I, I can't even bring you in as a walk on. And then, but I'd really like to, but I got five seniors coming back because they, you know, none of them are pro level, so they all want to get the extra year. And, uh, you know, it does, it does certainly create that whole scramble mode, uh, you know, once the tournaments wind down.
0: Yeah, you got to remember, we got about 100 teams that are still playing ball in the NIT and NCAA combined. So that's one third of all of college basketball still going on. So there's players at all those schools that will eventually make decisions. And those decisions can impact a lot of other guys. So I right now, we might see some movement and we have. I think there's about, you know, there's a whole couple hundred, maybe more, uh, two or th- you know, three or four hundred kids in the portal at this point. Um, but there'll be a lot more and those numbers are gonna skyrocket here over the next three weeks.
1: Uh, yeah, that'll be the thing we got to keep an eye on. I, you know I've been on women's portal watch here for the last year for a variety of reasons. the women are already up to I think uh, last tweet I saw yesterday from uh, the people that follow this stuff was like four hundred and that's already. And we're barely into March, and you know a lot of teams are still playing, so your players wouldn't have uh, left yet. So we'll see how it goes. It is a it's a brave new world that we have found ourselves in. All right, Mike, uh, enjoy uh, the tournament this week. We'll catch up again uh, next Friday. I guess by next Friday we'll find out how wrong everything we said about predicting the first weekend uh, of the tournament is. So then we'll we'll just pick the second weekend, and then we'll uh, we'll rip the bracket <laughs> and we'll start fresh next Friday, right? <laughs> Mike's bracket is shredded, by out the way. Here, boys. Just, you know. <laughs> I, I, uh, I agree with the sentiment, Michael. All right. Uh, enjoy the games. We'll talk again next week.
0: <laughs> See you guys. Good talking to you, as
2: always. Thanks, Mike.
1: That's Mike Waters, as always, uh, brought to you by the McGuire family of dealerships here. We'll take a break, come back in, put the wrap on our final show before the madness begins for real uh, tomorrow. Back for the wrap after this. It is QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio.
0: Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs> this is Shays and Higgins.
1: All right, last couple of minutes with you today. Don't forget FanDuel. All customers can get up to $25 back each day on a tournament parlay. If your parlay of three legs or more falls just one leg short, and with the cash-out balls in your court, you can close out your bet whenever you want. Before the game is over, New to FanDuel. The promo codes, as always, are Danny or Basketball. Danny or Basketball. On FanDuel, must be 21 and over. Physically present in New York. If one leg loses, refund will be issued as a non-withdrawable site credit. Expires in a week. NCAA tournament SBK wager required. Restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Help with a gambling problem. 877-8HOPE-NY. Text OpenY ny All right, uh, Danny, just about uh, a little less than a minute here. The games tonight, what do we got? We got Notre Dame, out there against uh, Rutgers and the uh, 16 seed matchup today is who's playing today in the 16 seed game? That is my bracket is somewhere in front of me. That is Wright State How's and it? Bryant. So, any any uh, feel in either of these games, Danny?
2: Well, I mean, you know, Notre Dame you want to root for because uh, you know we're trying to get the ACC a little bit of a love here. Uh, but Rutgers, you know, they're a team that's uh, that could be surprising. I'm really looking forward to that game. I think for a play in game. Uh, you know, that one's going to be, you know, certainly the, the cream of the crop. Uh, the other game can't tell you a ton about it, uh, uh, except for whoever wins is going to have that be their win of the tournament. So, so, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that that one's kind of the, uh, you know, the, the the, you know, the lamb to slaughter game. But uh, but no, I think that uh, that Notre Dame Rutgers game for a play in game is going to be a uh, be a fun one to watch.
1: All right. That's going to wrap up our uh, week here. Do be sure to stay tuned for the Axeman, uh, coming up here at the top of the hour. We'll get you set. And then we'll have the Westwood one coverage all week along starting, uh, tomorrow with all of the games Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, Sunday. And, uh, right now. Uh, get on the phone right now. Caller number five gets a pair of tickets to the Biggies Camping and Outdoor Show at the Turning Stone coming up the first weekend of April. Caller number five at 315 437 7644. For Danny, I'm Brian. We'll talk again Monday.